<laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. You with me, Chris Curry and Ricky. I almost got my name wrong. That's <laughs> off to a good start. You with yeah. me, Chris Curry, and and Ricky um, Bahir. Ricky Bahir, yes. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm currently in my car. Um, so finally, I got kicked out of my apartment. Um, they said I was having. The thing is, people were getting really annoyed because obviously the COVID crisis right now, you're not supposed to have like people around. Mm. But what, what's wrong with just inviting a few guys over to your flat, to a few strangers, and just playing a bit of, you know, touch football, touch American football in the flat with your shirts off? I don't see why there's anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, so they, they kicked me out because of that. But it's fine. I'm in my car. Everything's fine. I've got my pop filter. And yeah, um, we've got a guest today, haven't we, Chris? We do indeed. Yeah. Do you want to introduce him? Yeah, so this guest, actually, we go way back. Uh, I believe we will have met in the year 2000. And um, I believe the first time I saw him, we were in the Aldi car park in Leeds City Centre. And I was just coming out with my mum. And I saw something like rummaging through the bins. And I heard some noise like, noises like that coming from the bins. I went, mummy, mummy, what's that over there? And she went, oh, that's a a mudblood. Don't go, don't go over there. And then he came over and he was like, oh, give me food, give me food. And that's uh, Lucas Eckert. So everyone here today is Lucas Eckert. That's an American traditional greeting. So I just had to get myself ready before I came over and talked to you. Now I know that I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't want to be culturally insensitive. It's just that's to me, obviously, at the time it seemed weird as a child, but yeah, yeah. So, actually, Lucas and I we met at school when we were seven ish, we were in junior school together, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, well, there's a, there's a whole line of story, really. So, we we met when we were seven, and then I think we became friends really when we were about 13 ish, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit before that, because I think I left just when I turned 13. Well, you, you thought we were friends. <laughs> so oh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were actually you were the reason band. he left. Oh, well, yeah. we were in a band together, right? We were in a band called Shadows on the Wall, and Lucas <laughs> played bass for the band. But I, I, don't, I don't want to talk on your behalf, Lucas, but you were obviously jealous that I was the lead man <laughs> in the band. And... Yeah, pretty much. So I moved, I moved country. Just because I was like, if I'm not gonna be the main the main guy singing yeah. and playing guitar and the drums and the bass, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. I can understand. So, I bet most mu- musicians relate to that feeling. Yeah, exactly. Like I had if I can't concert, play bass, play the drums, sing at the same time, play guitar, what's the point? You know. Yeah, I actually have a photo of us up on the wall right there. <laughs> <laughs> let's see it. Oh, let's see. Oh. Pull it off. Moving the camera. Wow. Sorry, I'm hiding everyone except me. Is, uh-huh. This the shadow away. What, you are. look like you, yeah. Beatles or something. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, where does the name come from? God, who knows? Who came up with that? Was that Raymond? I think it was. I don't want to put you under the bus, dude, but I think you saw me walking down the corridor at school one day and you went, <laughs> Oh, you know, you, you look like a shadow on the wall, is what you said to me. Yeah. I was like, What do you mean? And you were like, Oh, nothing and that was it i didn't i don't know what it meant that was my deep teenager phase right there i was probably trying to interpret things and i don't know (laughs) well you said it was my skin color (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to go out and say it, then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've ruined it for the fans yeah, where the name yeah. came from now. <laughs> no, I don't yeah, know so you, we came up with it, did we? I, I have no idea either. I, I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't in that meeting, in that creative meeting. We just thought it was really cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you did move to America, and um, I think that was because your parents changed job, right? Yeah, so yeah. my dad worked... Uh, we were over in the UK for 10 years. So from when I was four to 14, pretty much uh, uh, on the dot. So uh, yeah, he just left jobs, went back to the US and uh, we had to come back here too. So how did that feel for you at the time? Um, I mean, that was pretty rough. I won't lie. Other, you know, you, you don't really remember anything when you're a little kid. So mm. California is where I was originally. Uh, didn't remember any of that. Moved to England, pretty much grew up there. And then when I came to the US in high school, it was like, you know, Mixed in with teenage angst, it's like not a good mix to, you know, have to go to a new place, make new friends and whatnot. But no, it was good though. It was uh, a lot of people were very inviting, having someone with a pseudo English accent hanging around. So uh, was what was good. that like? Did you feel like a celebrity? For a little bit. I mean, I was definitely in my own head, just having moved countries. But like, yeah, everyone wants to talk to you because mm. you've got the accent. And the, the funny thing is, I didn't think I had an accent because... In the UK, I still pronounce like a hard R and everyone thinks I sound very American. And then I move over and everyone tells me I sound English. I'm like, what, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> but uh, I guess there was some bit of accent there that I hadn't noticed yet. Uh, but it got me into trouble a couple times because you got the, uh, like on the buses, which is like the classic American magic school bus, like the mm. yellow with the big flashing lights and everything. Um, and there's a few mistranslations like, I think I uh, I needed a, a rubber to erase something on my page, right. so yeah. I turned my to erase away to... the child the child you're about to make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and of course, right? That doesn't have any connotation in the U.S. at all. So I shouted on the bus, "Hey, has anyone got a rubber?" And then everyone sort of like looked at me, and sort of the bus driver almost put the brakes on just That's to be hilarious. like, "What the fuck?" So <laughs> How old were you when that happened? <laughs> Oh, 14. Oh, wow. That's nice. Everyone just thought I was a really horny fucking Englishman. Like, yeah, <laughs> you were proud of it, dude, but you were safe as well. You were very safe about exactly. it. Exactly, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Did the person next to you look at you in fear when you said, <laughs> what's about <laughs> no, to happen here? He's misinterpreting this relationship. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't fear, it was awe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were more like he feels the same way i do <laughs> yeah but uh got me into trouble a couple thing times stupid yeah. stuff like remembering not to spell everything with an extra u in it like mm. color and harbor and things like that yeah learning to spell things wrong must have been difficult yeah pretty much right? <laughs> and aluminum aluminum and, uh, versus aluminum you know just a bunch of random stuff like that but uh same pretty much deal i would describe people as hard when they were fit like, <laughs> like healthy Fuck, <laughs> Which, yeah. again doesn't have a I mean, connotation of dude tough. that's a kind of healthy you know that's a certain kind of healthy if you can yeah. get hard some men would say you're healthy you know <laughs> yeah wait so you'd say someone looks hard as in they look fit yeah, so yeah. you you theoretically be in the gym you walk up to a guy who's working out dude you look hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they always look down. <laughs> yeah, and you'd be like, dude, looking at you and how hard you are right now is making me want to be hard too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then the weird thing is when you went, why don't we meet in the showers and be hard together? 
And they would always misunderstand that because you were just saying, mm. dude, you got a good body. But they yeah. was always think you're coming on to them because you were saying hard, and it's just unfair. Yeah. You see, you say that in the UK, and you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, People are like, oh, yeah, cheers, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah, you look hard too, and nice cock. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but, I can um, see why that caused issues over mm-hmm. there. Mistranslations. Yeah, if there's any regret I have from the time, it's that, like, girls love the English accent, and I did mm. not use it, man. I was too dumb to, like, why? really... I don't know. I just didn't do it. I was just like, oh, they're all talking to me. Well, because man, we grew up. Uh, we went to an all-boys school for so long. I didn't yeah, even know the girl was. I was like, "What is up with all these long-haired guys?" Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> man, these guys have got fat tits. <laughs> yeah. But um, school who was, was your first? Who was the first girl? This might. This would have happened while you were in England. But let's say when you went to America, who was the first girl you saw and you were like, "Damn!" And what was the feeling like? And what did you do? Um, oh shit. Uh, there was this one chick who was in, she was, she must've been like a couple years above us, mm. but, uh, they have something called like SGA president, which is like basically every year has a school board made up of the students and they kind of just sort of do bullshit and mm. don't actually do anything, but it's supposed to look good on college apps. So people do it, but she would come to everyone's table basically and like be like vote for me for SGA president. She would always lean over. She had some nice, uh, you know, chest So, uh, so <laughs> again, like, I, she, that dude has particularly large. Yeah, breasts. so I, 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 I hadn't realized it was a woman yet because I still thought everyone was a guy yeah, yeah, from yeah. Leeds. So, uh, so it didn't bother me. So, but yeah, no, like I remember she came over. I was just like, fucking hell, like this is crazy. But uh, I was just stunned, man. Like, I didn't do anything. It's something I really miss about like. Don't get me wrong. I'm in a relationship. And I love, I love Jess so much. It's amazing. I, gr- I love seeing her all the time. But you never get that feeling you had when you were a little kid, when you like see someone you like, and it just feels like gut-wrenchingly uncomfortable how much you like them. Like, don't get me wrong. If you were an adult and you felt that way, you're a psychopath. Like, you know, you're a simp who buys jars of shit off them, you know, on their Patreon page. But, yeah. you know, as a kid, that was just normal to feel that extreme about girls and stuff like that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the re- um, school was a lot easier than it was in, in England. Like, I was so? way ahead. So basically, like, just slept in a lot of classes when I started there. Like, just because I already knew it. I already knew how to do everything. Oh, and then uh, you take these classes called AP classes, which are uh, like college degree, like beginner level classes. Mm-hmm. So once I started those, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm learning stuff now. But yeah, for like a good two years, I basically didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the teachers didn't try and wake you up? Um, I mean, generally they would know I was already like knew what I was doing because I'd always answer everything like correct. Because it's stuff like they don't do physics until uh, they're like 17. Wow. Where we've been doing wow. physics for years, right? So it's What like, do they do? So they just about- do... <laughs> well you know god how many classes did we have we must have had like over 10 right dude we we were overworked yeah but like yeah. here you had you had seven a year and uh well, you know one of them was pe so it's, but then yeah they were just sort of like they go about everything a lot slower it's yeah. a much different education system i don't want to interrupt dude but i'm just talking about pe if anyone's interested in coming play some like touch football with me uh you know just strangers touch football i'm doing it in the park every saturday after 7 30 so we all just get together 
just touch. If you fall on top of each other, it's fine. You know, if you start catching stuff, it's mm -hmm. fine. But like, you know, just, I just want to get that plug in there. You know, Do you wear masks? N no. Well, yeah, one that, team wears masks, the other don't, because masks are Because no that would be weird if you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would you be able to become friends with people if they're wearing masks? Wait, you, know. were, you were close? No, we, what, oh, they would okay. weigh you oh. down. You wouldn't be able right, to like, yeah, play yeah, properly. Right. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't, you'd be like weighed down. I don't understand even that question. It's a silly question, yeah. but yeah. So back to your school. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, rest of high school, I mean, you know, doing weird teenager stuff uh not too much to speak of. i found my group of buddies that i've like been hanging out here uh since so sorry ricky you and all the guys have been replaced at this point uh, it's fine so it's fine what i'd love to know is what the american version of shadow on the walls is oh it never happened i didn't uh -huh. i didn't meet anyone musical i joined i joined the orchestra which is a class there it's not like an extra thing and uh yeah, I mean, even in there, couldn't find anyone. I tried to do a band once. Yeah, what but, happened? What happened? Uh, went over to this guy's house. His mom used like must have been some kind of music producer because she had the a most amazing setup, like oh, wow. keyboards, audio equipment all over. He's like, guys, like we got all this stuff. Like, come over and do a band. And I was like, okay, well, I play the bass and I can do backup vocals. Mm. Uh, so I went over, and then there was this other guy who had a bass. Um, and I specify that because he couldn't play the bass, but he uh -huh. wanted to be the bassist. Um, and he also wanted to do backup vocals, but he was tone deaf. So Shit. I was just like, well, fuck. And they were like, they, I guess they knew him better. So like, well, Lucas, you know how to do like other stuff. So you can play the piano. And I was like, I don't know how to fucking jam on the piano. <laughs> so, so I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? And they're yeah. playing like a bunch of songs I haven't heard. Um, so can like, I just point out, you just said that you replaced us, right? <laughs> but this is the equivalent of your replacing dude right it's yeah. like if i have a jar of nutella yeah and i go oh shit i'm actually i'm not allowed nutella anymore so i'm gonna smear shit on my toast in the morning that's what your replacement <laughs> that's a, is a very very apt description exactly of it. Yeah. like you replaced <laughs> it but it's not a good replacement yeah, not, you're forcing that. that shit down every morning <laughs> you know, right? yeah but uh yeah, that, that one day was awful, and we never did it again. So, uh, and then I think I ended up finding a new group of friends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, Dude, that shit yeah. happens, though. So, like, I, um, so, yeah, actually, Chris, you play guitar as well. Did you never try and join a band? I was in a few bands when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Do you not remember Neil, Your Room is on Fire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a band called Neil, Your Room is on Fire. Yeah, I did not come up with the name. Well, that's good. I, I like it. It's not good at all. You don't have to be polite. <laughs> no, none of us were called Neil. Well, that's quite a good thing, though. Yeah. What What happened? Do you guys disband? Or are you still together now? Uh, no. Um, this was when I was in school, so yeah, quite a long time ago. Yeah. We're just not together anymore. Oh, that's a shame. It's yeah. a big shame. A few number one albums, but you know. It happens, dude. Yeah. You get creative differences. You know, things change. Mm -hmm. You decide you want to smear shit on your toast rather than Nutella. You know, mm -hmm. that's what happens sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I joined a band after... Uh, it's one of the most crushing feelings, and I don't know why, but when you're, you're like, you've not been in a band for a while, and you meet some people who are like, let's be creative together, let's write music together. And I joined a band, you, you will maybe remember this, Chris, called Nicole and the Junos, right? I do remember, and yeah. The lead singer was this girl who couldn't sing for shit, dude. 
like if she was on X Factor, they would have just gone, no, thank you. Like they wouldn't even be harsh enough to stand up and do the whole Simon Cowell thing of going, um, you sound like an, a man with a dick in his ear. You know, he wouldn't even do that type of stuff. <laughs> Did you, you stop the show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop Sorry, filming. Just get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I joined that. And, dude, I really tried to put effort in. I was like, oh, maybe she's having an off day. And then maybe the next practice, she's having an off day. And then the practice after that, maybe she wasn't having an off day. Maybe she's just not great. <laughs> but the thing that really jammed the nail in the coffin is, I was doing backing vocals in the band, dude. And you know, I've been singing since I was in Shadows in the Wall. So yeah. over like 10 years by that time. And she was like, um, I, people have been telling me that your backing vocals sound off. And I was like, bitch, the reason my backing vocals sound off is because I'm trying to harmonize with you and you sound like a trumpet that's been shoved up an elephant's ass. It's just, there's no <laughs> way of getting a harmony with that shit. You know what I mean? So. Oh, Jesus. But I'm over it. I'm totally over it. Don't worry, yeah. I'm fine. It's good. I moved on. Are they still going? Yeah, they've had like a number, like loads of number one hits. Yeah. Aren't they headlining Glastonbury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they were too big to headline Glastonbury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just went straight to the Hall of Fame. Is it weird that she always plays on stage with a dick in her ear? <laughs> and a trumpet up an elephant's ass. Yeah. <laughs> It works, dude. If it works, yeah. it works. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do you just gotta innovate. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. So, so over there, Lucas, twenty-one is the drinking age. Yeah. Are yeah. we allowed to ask you when did you guys actually like start drinking? Um, so I was a bit of a loner at the beginning of high school, and I thought that having to have your parents pick you up from parties was just fucking lame. Mm. <laughs> so I didn't really party in high school, to be honest. The first time I actually got drunk was with you guys when we came over from our brother's bar. Oh, shit. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, so yeah. I was a bit of a lame-o. I probably should have uh, been more uh, involved with the parties in high school. But No, no, um, you're right, dude. It's way more lame for your parents to come pick you up from a party than you to not go. It's <laughs> <laughs> way more lame. Like I was being an asshole. But anyway, so uh, college, I got my fair share in, though, I will yeah. say. Because that's basically all there is to do. Uh, especially because the beginning of college here is, I, uh, I don't know what the equivalent would be, but like, you still kind of do general education the first year or so of, of American college. Mm. So ours is a four-year degree, not a three-year degree. Which is pretty crazy. Um, it's also expensive as shit. So yeah, would, exactly. But... Um, yeah, you basically pay a, an absolute fuck ton of money to kind of go somewhere and not have any responsibilities for a while and then eventually start learning your actual degree. So like by the end of it, you learn a good amount, but um, you have a lot of free time. So people are partying like insane levels. So, so are they like the films? Uh, somewhat, yeah. I mean, um, the whole like fraternity thing is like decently accurate uh i tried not to go to frat parties because like you'd roll up there'd be a cover charge to get in oh, right. you'd have to stand in a big ass line to get to the beer uh which is always in the keg mm. and then like yeah it just it wasn't a good time but we we had a friend um i i made friends with a guy in the year above and he knew people uh from my high school and so i always went and hung out with them and because they kind of hosted a lot 
like we got to be the people sort of manning the keg and do that. So it's kind of like having VIP status at, mm. at one of those things, which is pretty sweet. I will, I won't lie. So, you know, you get to choose the music. Everyone loves you because you're the one giving out the beer. Yeah. Like, I assume you just played Shadows on the Wall the whole time, by the way. Oh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shot yeah. Squad girl just on repeat. The <laughs> good, good. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good time. Uh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of that freshman uh, and sophomore year, which is like year one and two. Mm. Um, junior year was fucking like nearly impossible because that's when work actually started getting up. And yeah, then, so is it suddenly just from doing nothing to here's a load of work? Depends on your degree. Like, well, what I'm, did you do? Computer science, so mm. like software engineering stuff like that. So mm. um, that that ramped up pretty hardcore. And uh, because everyone was, uh, all my buddies were all a year older. They were twenty one, so they all started going to bars my junior year. So well, I how rem- come they were all older than you? Um, just because I, the guy I knew them through was in the year above. So, um, most friends I made were just in the year above as well. Mm. So they were all 21. I wasn't the first semester of that year, like the, uh, the first half of it, I wasn't able to join them downtown. So I would just pregame with them and then they would all go out and I would just go home and be (laughs) playing League of Legends or something. (laughs) Would you not try fake ID? Nah, um, I was already working um, with Northrop Grumman, like doing like, like uh, stuff where you need clearances and things and that. Mm. So like, it's just a bad idea because you eventually have to speak to it, um, and they just prefer if you don't do stuff like that. So I was I was being a little, little strict on myself. Mm. Um, but then, <laughs> the semester afterwards, I don't think I slept more than three hours a, a night. Fuck. Like, because we went out, we went downtown, like four or five nights a week it was the semester where i had the hardest classes so like i always had to be working mm. but i was just on top of my shit like i was going to the gym still but just every night i slept three and then yeah. the entire year after all those guys went i was dating a girl at the time so i would just go out with her but like i was just fucking exhausted it was like i packed everything into like a three-month stint mm. of going wild and getting no sleep and then a year later i just completely suffered for it <laughs> <Jeez. was> <laughs> It's definitely the way to do it, though, dude. <laughs> it's the way to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. it's back in line. But, You're never um, going to do that shit again. Like, what I've noticed, like, you talking about doing three hours sleep, now, to mm-hmm. me, I could never do that. Oh, I'd yeah. be like, I got shit to do in the morning. I can't do three hours sleep. Yeah, also, I turn, yeah. into an, I turn into an old maid, an old maid lady <laughs> when I'm talking about it. I yeah. can't do it. Got to get the children up for breakfast, that type of stuff. You know, So that's why I can't do the three hours sleep anymore. Yeah. Well, I was excited to finish up college though. I was much, I, like, I, I just wanted to get through it and get to like actually working and, uh, mm. and having money. Cause I'm so, going to be so honest with you. Already, uh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, so you already had your plans set up. You knew what you were going to do. Pretty much. Yeah. I kind of got things sort of squared away right at the beginning. Of the, I, I was just lucky. That's not usual, but I was able to find an internship, get jobs and whatnot. Um, and kind of push through the rest, which made a lot of the rest of it pretty low risk as long as I was able to pass classes. Mm. But um, that's kind of the thing. U.S. college is sort of like, just don't die is kind of like the only rule. <laughs> 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 so, like, just get through to the end and don't die and you should be all right uh, for most people. So <laughs> I've heard, and I might be wrong, I've done quite a lot of research into this. And I think, Chris, you've looked into this as well. You can die and still pass the course, though. Oh, um, like I think if you just if you like die, resuscitate, die, resuscitate, but still get everything done through that process, 
you can still pass. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I've never. I, it didn't happen at my school, but I'm sure it's possible. <laughs> I've heard it happens more often than not, dude. I've heard more people that happens to than it doesn't happen to. Oh Jesus! So, but yeah, but yeah. I got to. Uh, I got to work in California during the year, and I, I remember our, our buddy Greg was out there. He was working mm. for JPL, mm. um, which is like the NASA Jet Propulsion Lab. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went to go see him, and. I think I took a metro across all of LA, um, right. and got absolutely smashed with him. Mm-hmm. Like we got very, very drunk. I remember sitting in like his public shower in his dorm from like three in the morning to like six in the morning, just like <laughs> slumped <laughs> over, letting the water hit me in the back. <laughs> and then I had to take the metro all the way back, and then. Oh, the next day. <laughs> yeah, Jesus oh. Christ. And then go to work on Monday. So like, jeez. I was more hungover than I'd ever been. I had to get off the train, which means I had to buy another ticket to get back on the train. But like, I had to go to find a bathroom because I was literally <laughs> like, I was gonna, like, gonna shit myself if I stayed on the train. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, there's no toilets on the train. Well, some people um, have sort of made their own thing where they just sort of go in a corner and just yeah, like, yeah. shit. Floor. I thought that's just what everyone does. Yeah, I mean, it's, California tries not to do that. New okay. York does it a lot. It's <laughs> so there's a, eco-friendly. There's a, there's, a, there's a New York adage, which is, uh, if you see an empty cart, metro yeah. cart, you're, it's not your lucky day. Yeah. Or something like that. So. I mean, oh. Someone's done a shit, yeah, yeah. But it's good because it means the natural compost in every single you know, train, which is that's good. You know? Yeah. You want to more, plant anything on the train? You get a more earthy, earthy smell in the area, yeah. you know? It's more natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The mine smells like radi- radioactive waste, but I mean, <laughs> that's a, a podcast for another time. <laughs> so you were saying, mentioning to me, I remember you uh, used to do powerlifting. Oh, yeah. Did so, you get into uh, that at college? Yeah, so pretty much when I started college, I was like uh, 120 pounds. I'm not sure yeah. what that is in stone. It's fuck all. It's not a lot. Yeah. I was a very, very skinny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, <laughs> just for reference, I'm 205 pounds now. So yeah. for the listeners' reference of how small 120 is. So very, very tiny. And then um, I had a buddy from high school, and we were both just like, hey, we're going to go to the gym. And I think in like three months, I went to 165. Because all I was doing is spending like 15 to 20 hours a week just in the gym, just yeah. doing... Just going up more... to guys and saying, dude, you look hard. Yeah. Yeah. You look real Basically. hard. Let's be yeah. hard together, it's dude. Where, it's where all the hardest guys were. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I went... Uh, yeah, I was just in there all the time. And I lived right behind it, too. My, my uh, dorm was like... The because then you could right see in. the hard guys from, <laughs> exactly. you know, as they were going in and out. What was your goal <laughs> with it? Oh, I just wanted to like actually work out and kind of have a not twig and you know twig and stick body i just was like yeah i guess i should just exercise i got nothing like i said there's a lot of free time so i was like Mm. fuck like how much league of legends can i play all day (laughs) uh like i could play it for hours do my work and then i just still have like six seven hours a day (laughs) just left (laughs) to myself so I might as well just like go and fill it up with something productive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mainly did like bodybuilding stuff. 
just to increase size. And I was in all the bro science. I was watching all the YouTube videos, mm-hmm. just fucking eat everything. So like I way overgained weight. Like definitely just put like, a little fuckload of fat. Yeah. It's the best way oh, to do yeah. it, dude. But um I was a, a decent uh decent shape though yeah. by the end of it. And then uh slowed down and I've kind of switched more to like a powerlifting thing nowadays where are you less fat now though um no keep getting okay. fatter <laughs> i'm trying to not get as fat i'm gonna be honest like i'm gonna be honest with you if i was on a desert island with you or like chris i think i think i'd choose you and i just i'm gonna put it out there chris the reason is is because i think lucas would be more because of this powerlifting and stuff mm-hmm. and because of your fat storage you'd be more capable of survival you I don't just know. Eat me. <laughs> no, no, it's not necessarily that. It's because, like, just hear me out. I don't want to sound weird or anything, but I just think, like, you know, we get along, right? We mm-hmm. get along. And Chris and I are arch nemesis, C's, nemesis C's. And I just feel like, you know, if we run out of food, your, your fat storage will keep you alive for longer. Mm-hmm. And if we ever, like, ever got cold or something, you know how to make a fire, but even if you couldn't find the things to make a fire, you would probably offer your body like a blanket to me, I think. I think you would just lie on top of me <laughs> like a, a blanket. Offer, Ricky. That's how that's how insane. You would just yeah. You wouldn't even offer you just crawl on. You like the girl from the ring as she was getting out of the way. <laughs> but you like, you just I'd be shivering in the night and I look over at you and you'd just be crawling up me. And you're like, I'm going to make you warm, boy. I'm going to make you warm. Oh, I would love it. I would just be like, oh, this is, this is what life is supposed to be about on this desert island. And then I fuck you in the butt. So yeah, I just think that's basically, I think that's probably why it'd be a good idea. Well, I'm offended, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be about, you know, offending you, Chris. But if that's a byproduct, I'm a happy, it's a happy byproduct. Mm. If we were on the island and I saw you shivering in the corner, I'd walk over to you and piss on you, Ricky. <laughs> That's kind of you, though, because I assume you think I'm shivering because I've been stung by a jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a very yeah. kind Plus thing P's, to do. It's pretty warm, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you'd been stung by a jellyfish, I'd take a shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Lucas, let's go... Let's go and piss on each other. <laughs> Leave Ricky. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds yeah, you guys good. just gonna be hard together, pissing on each other. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, what got you into powerlifting then, instead of bodybuilding? Um. So, I I think I just wanted to like, I started playing soccer, and I realized that like because I've been so unathletic my whole mm-hmm. life that like. I didn't have whatever the the small muscles are in and I was like fuck like I'm lifting way less now mm. uh, or like time wise but I'm lifting a lot more weight. Yes yeah yeah. Like, fuck like so, like so there must be something to the you know just trying to have a more athletic body instead of just you know drinking uh fucking protein shakes and and lifting for 20 hours a week. Mm. So I was like holy shit I'm getting much more progress on an hour four times a week than what I was doing before. So I mm-hmm. kind of just sort of naturally switched over. And then um, at my most, uh, not my current job, but the job just before, uh, <laughs> I basically found like my mentor, I guess, like my, and he's like this old Canadian guy that used to be a cop. <laughs> and then he w- was in the army as well. 
he's just a weirdo. Like he's yeah. literally like the old hermit who's just like a mountain man and wants to fucking hike all day. Was he the guy who like just lived at the gym? That type of guy. <laughs> Yeah. I I guess if he didn't have to work, he probably would be. Yeah. But yeah, like he's all about powerlifting. You're just about to like lie down on a bench to do your bench press set, and he just crawls out from underneath it. Hey, bro, you want a spot? I'll spot you, bro. <laughs> yeah, how did you meet? Uh, so he worked at the same place I was, and uh, one of our uh, so everyone in this place is much older than me. It's like a the whole company is based around like people who are at the end of their career, but they're trying to get younger people in to like, you know, keep the company alive. Yeah. It's so I was like, this type thing. Yeah. 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 So I was like the only 20 something year old and everyone else was like 50 and above. Wow, um, okay. So they were all like, it was a bunch of moms and dads and he, he has a daughter and these other people are like, Oh, you guys got to meet, you guys got to yeah. meet. And I was like, okay, that's not really how it works. But we ended up talking randomly because of that. Yeah. Um, and he just kept inviting me over to his place uh-huh. in West Virginia, which is like an hour and a half away from me. <laughs> to meet his daughter? No, to to power lift. Th- this was the schedule he had planned. Oh, out. to it power lift. To, yeah. To power, power lift in the morning, then go have a carnivore breakfast, mm-hmm. steak and eggs. And then we were going to do a, a hike up uh, this place called Harper's Ferry, which is like an old uh, Civil War battle mm. site. Um, and then we were going to take care of his bees. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> He's a bee farmer. He wanted that you to do what to him? So romantic. Yeah. And then we were going to go shooting. And so I was just like, and he invited me to do this. Like almost every day I went over and talked to him because that was where the kettle was. I would go to get tea all the time. Yeah. So like he would always talk to me. And would he just um, go in with a hard sell? Yeah. <laughs> well, basically he just like started asking me and then, um, one day well, I was let's like, just play it out dude so you're going over to the tea you're going over to get tea i'll be uh, the guy uh, what okay so you're coming over i'm i'm but, canadian eh i'm canadian <laughs> right, okay hey guys what's going on oh hey man you, you you're looking good today man <laughs> that's not what he i'm means. from canadian <laughs> canadian yeah, he's much more grizzly he's more like oh, sorry a- okay i'm, I'm canadian <laughs> I'm Canadian. Oh, hey, okay, there we go. I got it. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, how's Doug, your day going, Lucas? It's going great. Going great, Doug. Hey, you're still doing your powerlifting. You're looking big. You look like you're still doing your powerlifting. <laughs> yeah, still am. Still am. Want to come over to my place, do some powerlifting together? Maybe take your shirts off, do some powerlifting. <laughs> Afterwards, I'll cook you up a nice breakfast. Uh, maybe, maybe another time, Doug. Why? We could do it right now. You look like well, you're free. I've looked at your calendar, Lucas. You're free all week, boy. Well, you, you can come to my funny. place. We do some power lifting. You live for Take your shirt though. off. <laughs> steak and eggs. Steak and eggs, boy. I'll be the steak. You'll be the eggs. <laughs> but yeah, so basically. Is that what happened? Uh, Is that what you're pretty saying? much, he, he did that every day for like a good few weeks. And then one day I was just like, you know what? At the risk of never, ever showing up to work again because i've been murdered mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go for it i'll just go yeah and yeah. so like I, I went and we did exactly what he said we lifted uh we we were gonna go uh for a hike but it was raining so we didn't but yeah got a carnival <laughs> that's <breakfast>. hilarious <laughs> uh, <laughs> like this when, manly activity and they're like oh it's raining let's not go for a walk <laughs> <laughs> let's stay yeah, in nice. watch um watch a film instead yeah somewhere. let's watch mamma mia <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then yeah i met his i met his wife and his daughter and we just had like a meal 
And uh, it's like, so he gives me shit all day. Yeah. Like he just fucking busts my balls. Um, and nice balls you got there, Lucas. Let me bust them for you. <laughs> like at home, obviously, like he's the dad. His daughter and his wife just chat shit to him mm. all the time. Right. So it was like really funny being on the other side of it. It was it was a really good time. I was like, I can't believe I just drove an hour and a half into another state to go hang out with a guy who's like more than twice my age. Mm. But it was great. I had a great time. Dude, yeah, that sounds like such a good experience. <laughs> yeah, but we're still friends. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you keep the bees? Did you like go and do the bee stuff? I just got to look at them. We didn't get to keep because yeah. it was raining, they wouldn't come out, but I got to see them. So <laughs> was he the one? So Chris doesn't know this, but you you do a carnivore diet now. Was he the one who got you into the carnivore diet? Yeah, basically. Like I'm I'm serious. This guy became like straight mentor like i followed the weightlifting routine he's doing yeah. i followed the diet routine he's doing um and like why is the carnivore diet routine you basically only eat uh animal products so it's like a reverse vegan mm. <laughs> so I, I only i basically only eat steak i cook it with butter uh i have eggs and bacon and that's about it so i don't hold to that all the time but when i have done it like it's amazing. Like I only need to eat once a day. I could probably only eat once every three days if I want. Um, I and have. And you're still keeping on the weight. Oh no, because the problem is I love pizza and bread and okay. everything else. Yeah. So like, but when I'm on it, yeah, like you drop pounds really quick. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. And I mean, have it, you have you been to the doctors recently? I'm not asking that <laughs> as a joke. Like I want because people do it, and I'm wondering is it is it healthy? Then can you just do it and you'll be fine? Um, so I was, if I was going to do it for an extended period of time, I was going to go get checked and, yeah, yeah. and see, but I ended up like, you know, it was no fun. We'd go out with people and be like, sorry, I can't go here. Cause I only eat meat. <laughs> you should be that like really aggressive guy about his food. Like fuck, fuck Papa John's. I ain't eating that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I really do see the health benefit from it. Like, I don't know if there's something that I always eat that, mm is like messing me up but man you feel like i feel good like like i have way more energy when i'm on it mm. um yeah it's nice it's, i, I really wonder how the it. the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you need where do they come into it you know apparently when you it's hear? all from the steak i that's really? that's all i asked too i was like i was like yeah how does this work <laughs> you basically go through something called keto flu which is mm -hmm. the only bad part where like you basically just feel like complete shit for a bit I never actually went through that, but um, it's because you're still eating pizza and bread <laughs> and shit. That's why. Well, I mean, when I when I was holding to the diet. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and then after that, you're, yeah. you're basically golden. So um, it's essentially because obviously your your body can get um, energy from glucose normally, but mm -hmm. if there's no glucose in your body, your body starts to break down what what they call ketones instead. Yeah. So you get it from the other source, from protein source instead, which mm -hmm. is the ketones. So that's why you get the keto flow. It's your body basically going from, I'm breaking down glucose to, okay, there's no more glucose. I'm going to have to start breaking down ketones instead. So that's why yeah. it's a thing called keto diet as well. It's a similar type of thing, but not so, as extreme as... Uh, as so why does your body um, default to, is it, you say keto or glucose? Ketones, yeah. 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 Well, it's basically the ketones released an album in the 1950s, right? Mm. And it was called Come Away Summer. And it was basically about how people would do barbecues in the summer and like a barbecue, you eat just meat basically. Mm -hmm. And the humans have learned to evolve listening to that album. 
that that's what they're supposed to do with their body. And everyone got the flu at the end of summer because of hay fever. So it's, it's all related in that way. I, I watched a Netflix documentary on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think your life trajectory would have been way different if you'd stayed in the UK? I think so, yeah. Because uh, the one thing... Like, I have my problems with the U.S. system of education because in England, in four years after school, you, you have your master's, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, and you're definitely an expert, like, in what you're doing. Uh, where here, um, I don't feel like you get the same quality, but uh, it does give you time to choose, though. So, like, mm. I... Yeah, because what's your major, dude? You get to do majors and minors, don't you? Yeah, so when I finished school, uh, I had no fucking clue where, what I was going to do. And like in England, I would have had to already go down to three subjects for A-levels. Mm-hmm. Is that still the case? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but you know, I had way more time to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to a university where I'm going to just declare general studies. So like, which basically means you don't declare a major and mm-hmm. then you, um, <clears throat> and you can kind of figure out. So I went to Virginia Tech because I had every major I could want. Um, and then I was just like, ah, well, I know how to do computers, so I'll try that out. And then you try a class of it, and you're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then, so like I basically well, got That's a pretty like, cool way of doing it, though. Yes, yeah, so you basically <laughs> get to dip your finger in before you even what decide, okay, this is definitely what I'm doing. Yeah, so you yeah. basically get like an extra three years of time to like really decide. Mm. Um, you don't have to take all of it. Some people just, you know, they know like I'm going to be this and then they declare their major and start it right off the bat. Yeah. But, like everyone finishes in about four years. So I, I wasn't behind because I delayed. Mm. So um, it's a nice thing about it, but like, I imagine um, certain, like, I, I think like the sciences and other fields that like very heavy, heavily academic fields, you'll probably do better off in England just cause like, mm. they're just like, yeah, you don't need English anymore. You don't need, to learn French for some fucking reason. Like here's just everything about physics. You now know everything about physics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're here. It's like, Hey, music studies. It's an online course. And it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's silly. <laughs> but yeah, I can, I can see the benefits both ways. Cause over here, yeah, as you said, you have to decide what you want to do with your life so early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, even at A-levels, being 16 and having to go, okay, what are the three things you think you're going to be great at and you want to do for the rest of your life? And it's like, fuck, how would I even know? You just choose what you were best at at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, I can see benefits both ways. But there must yeah. be, um, obviously, America's pretty crazy at the moment. There must be other things that are happening over there that... I. I that are, we're getting minor versions of it over here. So obviously the, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh-huh. obviously very important movement, but over here we're getting kind of a diluted version of it. So we've even been told at our university, something I didn't know about, this is actually quite interesting, is um, statistically there is a higher percentage of black and, col- uh, and I don't know if you're supposed to call them colored people, but I'm one of them so I can say whatever the fuck I want, and colored people in the university system than there are as a percentage of the whole population. So I think oh. I, I'm like rattling off the numbers. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it's like 10% of people at university are black, but only 8% of the UK population is black. So, you know, mm. you have to view the statistics in that way, like what proportion of those people. Um, 
so yeah it's quite interesting actually looking at that because obviously in my department there are no black people who do my subject area like, there's black people in the building but they do like um a lot of them are Nigerian and they do uh, more like oil related stuff. And I can see from a cultural aspect, what that is, is over in Nigeria, they say, go over there, do the oil related studies, come back here, wait, work for an oil company. So it's a mm. no brainer. Um, but yeah, in my department, so planetary science, there are no black people. And I'm the only Indian person I know in, in Manchester who does it. Mm. Uh, and we had this weird thing where we were having a discussion and they were going, how do we get more colored people and black people into our subject of geology and planetary science? And I kind of just, I didn't want to play devil's advocate, but I put my hand up and I went, why? Like, why is what we do so important that we should tell people this is what you need to do with your life? And no one really thought about that. Um, so yeah, it was just an interesting thing. Well, but... a question I have is, what's putting people like off in the first place you know what i mean is there anything yeah. or is it just there aren't don't happen to be people interested at that particular time i'm assuming what's putting them off is that i'm the face of it you know like if you look mm. for a colored person who does martian science i'm gonna be one of the ones that come up and i don't if you saw this face you might be put off i don't know I, i'm not saying because it's a bad face i'm saying how could i ever be that face like, you know, the film Face Off, where um, what's-his-face and what's-his-face <laughs> remove their faces and swap their faces. Nicolas I, Cage. Yeah, yeah, Nicolas Cage and... John Travolta. John Travolta. <laughs> I think if they Fantastic did that with film. my face, they would both just want my face and it wouldn't work. Mm, but I, I assume mm. that's the answer to your question, Chris. I, don't, I think that answered it. But yeah, yeah. over in America, Lucas, it must be a lot crazy especially it's, like the riots and everything yeah it's it's pretty bonkers over here because uh i mean it's sort of weird so i guess i lean slightly more conservative mm. um and this is this is quite a very uh left-leaning movement here um but uh as is the case always with anything political in the u.s the two sides have a lot of arguments with each other mm. and a lot of ways to put the other down but they never really argue the same point it's always like you're sort of like you know coming after different things so mm -hmm. um when i look at this and when i hear the the the, the premise about this or the the main rhetoric about this movement is um police are targeting uh black people specifically and are are more violent towards black people etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah um but uh and if that's true that that'd be horrible and super wrong and there'd be a huge problem. Um, but a lot of people who kind of look into it, like I don't have a problem with the whole movement. I just have a problem with that point. Like I don't find it to be a systemic issue because um, the statistics don't show it. Like if you, if you account for, you know, if you, there's crime statistics and uh, you know, they're all broken down into different race, different, uh, acts of violence, you know, murder, rape, whatever, stealing. Um, and if you account for, you know, the race of the cop, the race of the people, it, there is no stats that actually show that that's the case. So it's kind of a weird thing where it's heavily pushed, heavily supported, and people want to argue against it. And if you argue against it, you kind of get in trouble because mm -hmm. people would hear me saying this and I'm saying like, well, look at the facts and they'd be like, you're racist. 
And uh, so you it's, are, it's a, but that's not related to the situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just hate everybody. Any Inuits, it's a very specific racism you have, but you're yeah, just really so, against them. Um, but yeah, over here, it's like one of the things I notice is uh, when, when I visit England, it's like England's still quite a traditional country. Yeah, yeah. Like the US is very, like what you see on the internet shouldn't reflect real life, but a lot of times it, it does. does yeah. It's scary because it's like, Haha, like all these people trolling on the internet and then you like see them marching on the streets and you're like, Jesus, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so just um, I, obviously I've never been involved in any riots or, or even been anywhere close to rioting happening with me knowing. I might have walked past one with my headphones on not noticed. Um, uh, I was probably listening to Being Human, by the way, Life on 45 on YouTube. Just check it out. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, so, but my dad, my dad was around in the times of the Chapeltown riots in Leeds. So in 1975, 1983, and I believe in 1984, there were race riots in Leeds. And I, I don't know exactly why they kicked off. I tried to do some Wikipedia-ing, but I couldn't really find any specific information. But I know it was probably, it's a very Asian population and black population in the lower affluence areas. And it was probably to do with them fighting white people, as it can sometimes be because of, obviously... If you're already raised in the country, you're likely to be more well-off than those who have come across from somewhere where they have no money. But anyway, so my dad, was a, he was a little kid in 1975, and his recollection of the riot was he saw it on television, and the next day he was walking to his local corner store, and they used to go to the corner store to play the Pac-Man machine. So it had like a big you know, Pac-Man machine with the joystick and everything, and they'd go there to play it. And he was walking down and the street was just covered in shit. Like cars were smashed in, walking past houses that were smashed in. And he got to the corner shop and it was destroyed. Like, like there was like the wind, glass windows were all broken down. Uh, you could see that there was like things thrown outside through the windows. And as they got closer, they noticed that old Pac-Man machine had been thrown outside. And he was with his mate. We'll just call him uh, John. He was with his mate, John. And they saw this Pac-Man machine. They went, you know what? Why don't we grab that and just take it home? We'll take it back home and we can play Pac-Man whatever we want without paying for it. So they go up. By the way, the Pac-Man machine's all smashed up. It's all broken up <laughs> and destroyed. They both pick it up. And this is a good 15 minutes walk home with a massive Pac-Man. If you guys <laughs> don't know these machines, they're huge and heavy. And they're carrying it back with them. And they get all the way back home. And they get to their house, they take it through the door, and no one's in the house. They're like, okay, great, we'll carry it. We'll carry it downstairs to the basement. And that way we can hide it from my mum, my dad was saying. And that way she'll never find out. We can play it whenever we want. So they carry it to the basement door. They get it into the basement, carrying it down the stairs, and it gets stuck, lodged in between the basement, like through the two walls in the basement staircase. <laughs> and they're trying to move it, and they can't move it either way. And they're like, shit it's stuck what the fuck are we gonna do and my dad being the genius he has always been goes well it's already broken and we're planning to fix it let's just smash it up even more and that way we can carry it downstairs and obviously with our advanced knowledge as a 10 year old of how to do electronics we'll be able to fix it so they start smashing up this pac-man machine on the staircase and my uh, and as they're smashing it they hear his mum come through the door and she knocks on the door down to the uh, down the staircase and goes, Amarjeet, what are you doing? And he goes, uh, Mum, we found the Pac-Man machine, we found the Pac-Man machine. She goes, Mohammed is here 
and he wants to talk to you. And Mohammed is the name of the guy who owns the, the corner shop. Oh, no. And they come upstairs and they go over and go, uh, uh, we don't, what is it? What is it? And Mohammed goes, I saw you take my Pac-Man machine. <laughs> I don't need it back, but I need it for insurance. So I need to let me know that you have it and I can get the insurance money for it. So they basically carried this machine all the way home, smashed it up just to get in trouble. And yeah, that was it. So that's my dad's experience of the Travel Town riots. Did they so, they, so they didn't take it back? No, they just destroyed it. <laughs> they completely destroyed it. Oh, wait, it. and you're telling me they didn't reassemble it? <laughs> well, obviously they reassembled it, but they actually re reassembled it into the PlayStation 1. And that's why my dad's famous as Sony PlayStation 1's mm -hmm. founder. Wow. That's what happened, yeah. There you go. Bit of history. That's a bit of history for all the listeners. Now his son's living out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about guns. Sure. Yeah. What's just any any really American thing you want to know about all uh Well. I feel like a child right now, and you're an adult, and you have guns, and I'm like, whoa, that's so cool, but at the same time, I'm scared shitless of, mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. being British, obviously, I don't think I've ever seen a real gun in my life, but, I mean, have you? <laughs> I mean, the ones I was holding up are real. <laughs> <laughs> I can Holy shit. <laughs> I could show them to you. I, I, yeah, I'm, show I'm and tell. I'm an avid shooter these days, so I could talk to it. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So I haven't actually been to America as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that I haven't had to experience, say, being in a country where guns are just freely available. Mm. And I, I know they're not freely available to anyone, but you just don't know who has a gun. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel on edge walking around, or does that feeling just die over time or no um, pun intended no i think it uh it, it does kind of die over time because like when i first moved here uh the the cop at school like in high school you're it, a police it, officer at school yeah and he's strapped like he has wow. a pistol on him and that used to that like scared the fuck out of me i like grabbed the guy next to me i was just like yo why is that guy got a gun like why is there a cop here and they're like oh that's our school cop and i was like what okay. so i was like why does he have a gun and he was like yeah, I mean, he's a cop. And like, so that was every, every school has a cop. I don't know if every school does, but a lot of them do. And like, the school I went to is in a nice area too. Like, yeah. it was a piece of shit school, like the building. But yeah, like, the chances are nothing really going to happen there. But um, yeah, they they're they're strapped with a pistol, um, and they walk around with it every day. And you, That's you just fucking crazy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've been terrified of guns too because, uh, you know, I grew up over there and not mm. used to seeing them um but i will say just with my job and who i've been hanging out with and, and speaking with um i definitely started to sort of like, like virginia is a southern state whether it likes to believe that or not mm -hmm. northern virginia is right next to dc that's where i am and people there just sort of pretend they're not from the south um but virginia is a very big gun state big hunting state something like that so a lot of people i know and work with are you know have guns and some of them have a lot of guns like anytime i would see a news article where, like this kid has this rifle and like 
thousands of bullets and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what a psycho. Like, why the fuck does he have so many guns? But this is like, people love him. It's like, it's a very normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, so what I decided is I'm terrified of guns. Um, and I don't want to be anymore. So I thought I would try to teach myself how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the first time I shot was when uh, Raymond, he, he came and visited. And I was like, what's the most American thing we can do? Mm-hmm. And so I took him to a shooting range because we had a, a group on for it. Nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're at the range and like, yeah. that shit's scary. It's fucking loud. Like anytime you shoot the pistol, it's like, oh God, like, did I just fucking kill myself and didn't realize? <laughs> like, um, and I used to be scared of the bullets too, like, because I know that the, there's a fuse in the back. And I was mm-hmm. like, if I fucking spark this, is it going to blow up in my hand? Right. Like Dude, was, you were like genuinely scared. Oh yeah, yeah. I was fucking terrified. I've been like, to a shooting range. I went, uh, when we went to Las Vegas, standard thing you do is go to a shooting range. Yeah. I felt nothing. Like, <laughs> honestly, I felt nothing. Really? No, like I, I, I shot, it was fun. It was a good experience, but no point was I scared. And at no point did I feel any emotions whatsoever. Or yeah. prior to that in my life, have I ever felt emotions? Or afterwards? <laughs> so, you know. Well, that's that's lucky for you, I guess. That's obviously down to the shooting, though. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's why, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was really nervous about it. Um, and then I just wanted to know what that whole experience was like. So um, I guess I could do some show and tell. I mean, uh, I was kind of, I'm guessing you guys weren't recording at the beginning of this, but I basically showed up with everything strapped <laughs> to myself. So I have it all on hand. I don't just keep it next to my desk. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, so this is not loaded. Oh my God. But, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like this is the first gun I bought. Mm. Uh, it's a Glock 17. Um, How much does that cost? So this cost me probably about $500. Um, and when I went to go buy it, uh, basically went to a store. I walked in. I knew I wanted to buy a gun, but I mm. assumed that there was some sort of process that I would have to go through. So I brought a, uh, my driver's license. I brought uh, proof of like insurance for my car. Basically, I brought like three forms of ID. I brought my mm. passport too. Went in there, uh, talked to the guy about guns, picked up a few to see which one would fit my hand and like which one I would like. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I know which one I like. So I, and I've saved up money. I'm going to just buy it. And I guess I'll come back and get it later. Mm. So I bought it. And I said, like, I, this is the one I want. He was like, fill out this paperwork for background check, which I was like, nice, good. Yeah. And, uh, and then by the time I finished the paperwork, he had boxed up and bagged my wow. gun and handed it to me. And I was like, and he was like, That's here it. you go. And I was like, oh, is that it? And he was like, yeah. And I walked out of the store with a gun. Like, <laughs> is that was, it? Yeah. <laughs> so what did he do with the background check? You just filled one out. And so, he was just like, I just fill it out and like they do run it. So like what I realized is I'm taking for granted that I haven't done anything bad. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously for me, it's really quick. Uh, People have a big problem with how that check is done, but I have seen, I've looked into like specific cases of like a reporter going like, I'm going to go see how easy it is to buy a gun. And then finding out it's actually a little bit harder than anything. Um, But Virginia is like, I remember I was so shocked by that because when I went in, I was like, if I was angry, and I decided I'm not going to talk to this guy about which gun to buy. I'm just going to buy a gun. I don't think I had enough time to stop being angry. And I would have been able to walk out of this store with a gun, oh gun. and a pistol. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and bullets. They sell bullets mm. there too, right? Like I could have just bought a gun, five minutes, walked mm. out, 
been angry at like you know my wife or whatever and done what you see on the news right so it's like the weird thing is we don't see your wife anymore either so that's (laughs) strange that you brought it up now we were gonna ask that was before i bought the gun though okay okay (laughs) has nothing to do with it how do you Um, think they could make the process more efficient or safer so some some states do delays um like you have to, you basically go and do what I thought was going to happen, which is mm-hmm. like you put in your order and then you have to wait. And, uh, you know, so like if you're someone running from the cops, but like you don't quite have a record yet, or like, or if, for instance, you are just upset, mm-hmm. like you at least have some time to sort of reconsider going out and shooting somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that I'm learning is that like a lot of what people are scared about guns for is, um, is uh, is like a, essentially because the media makes it sound way 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 more terrifying, and I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything, but frankly, there's millions of Americans with multiple guns, um, and a lot of times, like, it, so it, it. I know this is like very much the right leaning argument, but like the guns aren't hurting anybody. It's like the people are hurting. Yes, people. the people. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like only America has this many guns, and we have a lot more gun violence. Crazy obviously. people. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so I don't really know. I, I wish that they made it so that like you'd go in, you'd say, I want to buy one. You have to wait. And then they give it to you while they run a background check mm-hmm. and make sure you're not crazy. Um, I also think that you should have to take a class before you buy one, but I bought this so that I could take a class and learn how to shoot with my own gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wish that like all the classes, everything came first and then you can go buy one because to me, that's like what a responsible person would do. Um, and I try to treat it very safely. So like, even though I was kind of fucking with it earlier, um, like anytime I pick up the gun, I make sure there's not a bullet in the mm-hmm. chamber. Even if I literally just picked it up to go put it, it's just like, it's, it's instinct. I actually did it with an airsoft gun. Like I picked up an airsoft gun and cleared the chamber. Cause I was like, Oh fuck. Like, it's like, obviously it's an airsoft gun. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing to get in a habit of doing though. So you just automatically go, okay, I'm going to check. There's nothing in here. Yeah. Each time you do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Question: Have you ever used the fact that you have a gun to impress a girl? No. And it's um, not on my penis. I have. I have taken a girl to the shooting range as part of a date. Oh, here we go. So yeah, is this your <laughs> girlfriend now? Um, I have taken her as well, but I did not use that as part of like the dating process. Yeah. Um, she's also pretty scared of shooting it, but huh. she's getting more comfortable. But, um, but yeah. So like I. Uh, no, I, I try not to, I, I try to be very serious about it. Like there's definitely the part of me that was like, Ooh, it's guns, like yeah. call of duty. This is awesome. Right. But then I like, and you kill so three fun. or four people. And then by that point, the <laughs> novelty's worn off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I understand how terrifying they are. Like mm. right now when I store them at home, they're all facing not towards anywhere else in the house, things mm. like that. Like I try to be very safe with it just because of how dangerous it actually is. Um, but no, you get super nerdy about it too. Like you're like, oh my god, now I know what a nine millimeter one, you know, one twenty three FMJ bullet is versus a one forty four. Dude, don't get me one... fucking started on SMJ one millimeter ninety four six seven five. <laughs> yeah, Dude, so like, uh, it's just funny knowing all that stuff, mm. and uh, it's also just sort of weird to see how different it is from movies. And I feel like a lot of laws around guns are are based on movies. Because they're like, ooh, a silencer is super dangerous because you can kill anyone and no one will ever hear anything. It's like, like guns are very loud. 
like even with the silencer they're mm. very loud well i'm just gonna say speaking from experience i know you can do that though <laughs> i'm not me hypothetically speaking from experience <laughs> okay I know yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah so you say um, your girlfriend isn't into shooting though so she doesn't mind she took a class when she was in college actually yeah. um because she just kind of wanted to know how she's a little scared of it. Like I sort of showed her how to use the pistol. Um, she likes to go shooting with me. Cause like I basically set it up and just sort of put it in her hand mm. and then she just shoots it. Um, and like, yeah, yeah, I do that with, I do that with Jess as well. I just set it in her hand and then she just shoots it off. Yeah. I get it all loaded <laughs> up, ready to go. Basically. But yeah. she, she's too scared to shoot my rifle, uh, yeah. which I do. Yeah, Jess was with mine as well. First, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got the a one Z X four, three X W Y P. Yeah, so this <laughs> this is the one that makes the news all the time. But I do have a full rifle, so like, uh, what? That's pretty crazy. And Jeez. I will say that one was actually cheaper than a pistol. Um, what? How? Did you get have coupons? <laughs> yeah, did you take Ray <laughs> Raymond? I won't the lie, there is there is coupons for guns. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, so the funny thing is, you need to be twenty one to own a pistol. It's actually yeah. the most dangerous thing. Um, shotguns you can have at 16 and rifles you can have at 18 um, they all have to <laughs> I assume <laughs> pistols more dangerous because you can conceal it easier or something like that you can conceal it and like a rifle like you know it, it's bigger like or a shotgun the reason the shotgun 16 because loading it and managing it like is a very it's a lot of big movements like a mm. pistol you can accidentally drop it and it goes off oh right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah so it's like uh but with a fully automatic rifle, surely if you drop it 30 times very quickly, <laughs> repeatedly, that could all go, a whole clip could go off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, the, uh, in Virginia, at least, it's different on different, in different states, but yeah. you can only buy a semi-automatic. You can't buy an automatic pistol or rifle. Um, but uh, yeah, they're very, very common. Like, I won't lie, like, I only learned how to do it a couple of years ago, and I have five i'm trying to sell one but i still have four guns like that's insane mm -hmm. but like they're really fun to shoot at the range it's basically just become a hobby of mine so like um how about this do you think at any point in america's future mm -hmm. all guns will just be made uh, illegal and they'll take them away i don't think so they try to do it all the time like uh, a few months ago they put a law out that basically said that you can't own a pistol or any firearm that has less or has a magazine capacity of five or more, which basically means that like you can't even own a revolver mm -hmm. or basically no pistol has four bullets or less. Like, so um, they're basically trying to get rid of things that way. But uh, people hate the NRA. I'm not a big fan of the NRA either, but like they massively lobby and, basically any Republican person who's involved with anything is going to try to keep guns there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is a very cultural thing. Like it's, it's really weird because I definitely was very opposed to guns and I think they're kind of stupid to have. And like, obviously I'm a massive fan now um, after sort of learning more about it. But um, yeah, so it, it, it is weird. It's like, I, I don't think they're going to get rid of them because like seeing that responsible people can be responsible with them, mm -hmm. And like they're not just inherently dangerous. Um, yeah, I don't really know if they'll go anywhere. Well, we get it because over here, rapiers are very cultural. 
Like if I'm walking down the street without my rapier, I just feel less of a man. Well, it's not even a man thing, but I do feel less of a man. I feel less of a Brit. You know, mm. I feel like I'm doing my country a disservice. And say if a guy's coming at me and he's got a rapier, how am I going to defend myself if I haven't got my rapier? You know, so exactly. I can't fence him without it, you know. And also that goes, you know, the whole helmet you have to wear, you know, all of those things, they're very British. And so I can, I can really relate. And I can't see the government at any point saying we're going to stop the sales of rapiers. They tried to. They tried to go, you can only have a rapier of 14 inches in length. But it just never passed because the smallest rapier you can get is only 16 inches. So, Plus, you know. what are you going to, you know, how can you have all these beautiful white tights and, and not a rapier to go with it? Dude, I would look like <laughs> such an idiot with my white tights on if I didn't have my rapier. Yeah. I'd just look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. We'd be building um, a house on sand, dude. The foundations <laughs> would be weak. <laughs> So I want to talk to you about your girlfriend. So you, you're in a, a, a committed relationship. You have been mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. Um, and you're about to move in with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even mm-hmm. asked you this question. Do you think you want to have children? Um, so I've gone back and forth on that a lot. Mm. Uh, when I left college, I didn't want any kids at all. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, I wanted kids. I wanted a family, like mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and I've kind of recently sort of gone back the other way uh, because I started getting more and more into, I've been doing like lots of reading. Um, was Jordan Peterson a big deal over there? A little bit, not huge. Yeah. Um, so just a lot of like what he talks about and a lot about like, he just made a very compelling point to me. And it was that like, if you're a career focused person, um, or you're not a career focused person, like, what are you going to do when you're retired? Because mm-hmm. 60 to 80 is 20 years. And like, if you're not working at that point, um, your life's going to be pretty empty. So like having kids basically gives you something to work with uh, for the rest of your life. And like a, a really nice um, goal for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. raising your kids, having a family and whatnot. And it's, very fulfilling to you and I just I I thought about that and I was like yeah I guess like that's a fair point it's like a little bit short-sighted thinking that like once I finish work I'm just gonna want to fucking you know have pina coladas and sit on the (laughs) beach all day right like that'll be fun for a little bit but not not a lot that's not really a long-term solution um the other thing (laughs) 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 but the other thing I'm being serious I love it yeah. The, the, other, the other thing too is that like I just realized that um, and I think it's the reason I'm, I'm more conservative I think is because I'm very much like an individualist I don't like I like to sort of take on responsibility I think that's a very important thing for people um, and kids and raising a family is just like a pretty much surefire way because not everyone's going to be a CEO of a massive company that's mm-hmm. like picked up like most people just don't give a shit about work. They're just trying to get paid. Um, but uh, a family is like something that just provides you purpose and adversity and makes you a better person. Like um, just because you have to deal with way harder shit. Like, yeah. well, if you do it the right way, it makes you a better person, obviously. Yeah. If, you're, if you're stubborn and you're not going to change who you are, no matter what, you're going to do it the wrong way. Yeah. But yeah, it, if you're willing to adapt to a situation, yeah. But I, I get that's, 
I think that's something I would struggle with. I think I would, um, so for instance, I think I'd find it a lot easier if I had a boy than a girl. So I definitely want to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had a boy, I'd find it a lot easier not to worry about them, for instance, as they get older, especially if they start to get into relationships. I think I'd find that okay. But if I had a girl, and just hypothetically speaking, if she got into a relationship and it was with a guy called Brad, for instance, and Brad and her are going out for a couple of weeks, maybe even a month, you know, they're, they're 15 going on 16, they're going out for a month. And you know what, Brad, Brad holds her hand every once in a while. That's fine, dude. I would be fine with all of that as long as he's respectful towards him to me. But if he broke up with her, I think I'd really struggle with that, with the pain she would go through. Because I understand what it feels like when you're a kid, because you feel like everything's so going to ruin your whole life, you know? Yeah. And I think I would just be one of those dads. Like, I'd be super chill. I'd be like, don't worry, Becky. I'll sort out the situation. (laughs) And what I would do, and I've been thinking about it for a while, what I would have to do is, I would get sex replacement surgery. So I'd become a woman, right? I would then go get involved in their school as one of the kids who attends the school. And I would be sat next to, I'd like, you know, I'd enroll in the classes. I'd be sat like behind Brad in some of the classes. Every once in a while, I'd pass a little note forward like, hey, Brad, like your new mullet, because mullets would be back in by then. Mm-hmm. And Brad would be like, oh, you know, um, Rebecca's really cute, isn't she? You know, me, Rebecca. And then, you know what, it actually starts to really work out. And we go to like the school dance together and we're at the prom dance, we're dancing. And then uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Lee gets up and he goes, and now we're going to announce the uh, Mr. and Mrs. The Prince and Princess of the prom. It's Rebecca and Brad. And I'm like, oh my God, we, got, we did it, we did it. And we get on stage and just about then, that's when I'm going to take my revenge. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to say to Brad, fuck you. This is what you get for fucking around with my daughter. But then I see the crowd cheering and I'm like, you know what? This is better than my life ever was as Ricky. And I just fall in love with the situation and then accidentally fall in love with Brad, but not because of Brad, but with the situation. And I look at him and I go, you know what? This could work out. And then 10 years later, you know, we're still together. And I helped him through his three years as a local mayor. And we have kids together. Don't ask how that works. We had kids together. And then, you know, our life is amazing. We have grandkids. And my daughter finds it really awkward coming around. But, you know, because her and Brad used to go out. And then the last thing I know, we're like, we're lying next to each other on our deathbeds. And I'm holding Brad's hand. And I turn and look at him and my final breath, I say, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> this is what you get for fucking with my daughter. And then that's it. That's why I don't think I could have a kid. Mm. <laughs> that was also beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really dedication to your daughter. That you have yeah. To I just, that's what I worry about. I think yeah. I'd love her too much. Exactly. Yeah, I think and so. And I'd struggle with that. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I do worry that like, uh, one of the things I see, like, do you worry about that type of thing? <laughs> <laughs> Every day, so I'm, I just like check my girl, just be like, is she about to say fuck you, Lucas, on my deathbed? <laughs> you more worried about that than ending. guns now. Dude. <laughs> That's actually why I started buying it all because I was like, I need to fight back somehow. Like, but I didn't realize like you can't shoot psychological warfare. So no, you can't, dude. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of shit out of luck though. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just I, I just feel like it's a important thing. And like I actually don't know if I still want them, mm. but like I just sort of feel like I should. Mm. I love how you say them as well. Yeah. Plural. <laughs> Plural. Oh yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't know. You can't um, really have one. Because yeah. <laughs> when you leave them in the garden, you know, in the front garden by themselves, they could get hurt. But if you have two, they can look after each other. Yeah, but Ricky, if you had two kids and they were both girls mm-hmm. and they both went to school mm-hmm. and they were both dating a guy called one called Brad, one called Jeremy. Okay, I'm hearing you out. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going really well with them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day you find out a few months later that no. they, they broke up. They both what? had their hearts broken at the same time. Wait, Jeremy and Brad broke up with my girl. How are you going to do it? Fuck. And wait, are they Ricky, twins? Are my girl's twins so they're both the same age? Out, yeah, why not? Dude, I'd have to... I don't know what I'd do. I think I'd have to clone myself and then get sex replacement <laughs> surgery. But yeah, that's what I think yeah. I'd have to do. <laughs> you know what, dude? I'd leave it. Don't worry about it. They'll get over it. They'll get over so basically, it. you just need to have two girls and you'll be fine. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's more for his health than hers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But I think that's probably a good place for us to end this episode. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Lucas, and I think yeah, we've learned a lot. Yeah, I've learned so much about America. Yeah. And family and... Sex replacement surgery. Yeah. yeah. And how are you? Oh, my God. It's still... It's so weird. Like, we're just doing this whole journey talking about your life. And I still remember that little boy in the Aldi car park going, wow, wow, <laughs> while he was in the bin. It's so weird to think that's where you came from. And this is where you are now. I'm still there. I still go there. Every you still time. do that. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. You don't want to change. You don't want to change who you are. Yeah, dude. yeah. I mean, I have values. So I got exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. This time it's Walmart, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Not quite as good, but it'll do the job. And as we always end these podcasts, we want to say, you know, peace be with you. Love from Gaia, yeah. the owner. You know, the Almighty Being, and. Um, don't uh, don't let me know your kids. So <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks Lucas for joining us. It's been great. Everyone, see you later. Bye. 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 For more great content, please visit Live from Forty Five.